This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, Episode 3, The Human Jesus Anticipated in the Old Testament, Part 2, Regarding the Son of David. Again, I'm your host, Dustin Smith, and thank you so much for joining us today. Here at the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, we insist that the scriptures teach that Jesus Christ was an actual human being and that he did not literally pre-exist his birth in any way. And so we're talking about this uh, today in continuation from our previous episode where we began to look within the Old Testament, within the Hebrew Bible, to look at the messianic expectation that was placed in a variety of scriptures. At the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, we're primarily here to start a conversation, to get you talking with your friends, talking with your family, getting talking with your pastor about the things of God, things of Jesus. We're here to promote the oneness and the unity of God, God being one person, and we're also here to promote the humanity of Jesus Christ. As we began to look last episode, the role and the vocation of Israel's Messiah came with some very specific qualifications. Today we're going to look at one of those, which is a very important one, namely that the Messiah was to be the son of David. David was one of the greatest kings of Israel, and the fact that uh, there are a variety of scriptures that talk about uh, David's uh, coming son, who is to be his descendant and his king, uh, leads us to these passages in which uh, we should spend a variety of our time. Probably the most important one uh, to look at, and actually arguably one of the most important theological passages within the entirety of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, is this passage in 2 Samuel chapter 7. We're just going to read verses 12 through 14. It's important to kind of set the stage here of what's actually taking place uh, because there's a variety of persons that are involved here. So we actually have uh, Israel's God, Yahweh, who is speaking through the prophet Nathan. That prophet Nathan is speaking to King David but that prophet Nathan is speaking to King David about somebody else. So you've got this whole line of of speech here. You have God speaking through a human prophet to a human king about one of this human king's descendants. The passage reads like this, starting in verse 12. When your days are complete and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you who will come forth from you and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. That's 2 Samuel 7, verses 12 through 14. So here we see that God tells David that, David, when your days are complete and when you die, namely when you lie down with your fathers, he's going to raise up his descendant after him. It's very specific. This descendant of David, this son of David, It says in the text, will come forth from you, and I will establish his kingdom. So this descendant is going to be a lineal human descendant from the line of David. This messianic figure has to be of the family tree of David, which David himself is from the uh, lineage of Judah. So he has to be from the uh, line of David in order to qualify as the Messiah. This is why someone who is not from the line of David could not qualify as Messiah. I spoke about in the previous episode that the Apostle Paul, because he's not from the line of Judah, he's actually from the line of Benjamin, uh, he could never be the Messiah because he doesn't meet the qualifications. 
Now, this passage in 2 Samuel 7 uh, was so important that it was actually repeated by the chronicler, the writer of First and Second Chronicles. We get a, a little bit uh, different information in this passage. So in this passage in 1 Chronicles chapter 17, we'll be looking at verses 11 through 14. So again, you got the same setup. Yahweh is speaking through the prophet Nathan to David about someone coming after David. The passage reads like this. This is 1 Chronicles 17, starting at verse 11. When your days are fulfilled, that you must go to be with your fathers, I will set up one of your descendants after you. He will be of your sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build for me a house, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. So we get a little bit different wording here, particularly the part where it says, he will be of your sons. That helps to modify the passage, he will come forth from you. Not that that passage needed any clarification, but it's just interesting that the chronicler here gives that elaboration on the passage. Both passages, by the way, make it very clear that this messianic, kingly, royal figure will be the Son of God. He will bear that title, which is actually a rarer title uh, within the Old Testament, within the Hebrew Bible, but he will actually be called uh, the Son of God, and God will be his Father in a very unique way. Not that he already is the Son of his Father. Those passages are written uh, in the future, in the imperfect tense in Hebrew. I will be his Father. He shall be my Son. And so this expectation that there is going to be this royal Davidic king who's going to have his seat of authority, this throne forever. He's going to possess a kingdom, a dominion that will never pass away. was something that was continually discussed and elaborated throughout the Old Testament. In fact, there became a messianic title that we're going to see in the prophet Jeremiah and in the prophet Zechariah. This title called the branch of David, the branch of David. And you get the sense with the branch is that it's, it's a messianic title, but it's using the terminology of a family tree. He's going to be an offshoot of David's family tree. It's going to be a lineal descendant from the line of David. So we look at a passage where this shows up. This is in Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 5. The passage says this, Behold, the days are coming, declares Yahweh, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. He will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. So here Yahweh is going to raise up for David a righteous branch. He's going to be the king and he's going to be a, a king enacting justice and righteousness within the land of Israel. But he is going to be a branch of David. He's going to be that descendant that comes from him. In fact, this was read by Jewish theologians within the Targum Jonathan where the passage says a righteous branch, Targum Jonathan writes the righteous Messiah. So it's very clear that it was read messianically within Jewish circles. Of course, we'll see uh, soon enough that this is also read messianically uh, within early Christian circles. We see later on in the prophet Jeremiah, here in chapter 33, where this messianic title, the branch of David, continues to appear. Here in Jeremiah 33, I'm going to start in verse 15 and end in verse 17. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch of David to spring forth, and he shall execute justice and righteousness on the earth. 
In those days Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell in safety. And this is the name by which she will be called, Yahweh is our righteousness, she being in reference to Jerusalem. For thus says Yahweh, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel. That's Jeremiah 33, 15 through 17. So again, we see this passage where the prophet Jeremiah, speaking on behalf of Yahweh, uh, declares that there's going to be this righteous branch of David. He's going to spring forth this messianic figure that's a lineal descendant of King David. He's going to demonstrate justice and righteousness in the land. Judah's going to be rescued. Israel's going to uh, dwell in safety, particularly Jerusalem. And it's very clear that this person is going to be a member of the human race because it says in verse 17, David shall never lack a man to sit on the throne of the house of Israel. And this word for man in Hebrew is ish, uh, the word for man, for male. Uh, this is not the, a, a term that's used for an angel. It's not the term that's used for Yahweh. Yahweh is never called a man. But this passage uh, is making very clear something that uh, we didn't need the clarification on, but that the lineal descendant who's going to be Israel's Messiah from the human being David will also be a human being. He will also be a man. And again, Targum Jonathan understands this messianic phrase, the branch of David, as, quote, the righteous Messiah, end quote. So that's Jeremiah 33, 15 through 17. Now this messianic uh, title, the branch of David, also appears in the prophet Zechariah, uh, chapter 3 and verse 8, and chapter 6 and verse 12. That's just more for your notes. Um, but I think we've kind of already demonstrated the point that this title uh, was used in multiple ways. And it was a continuation off of the Davidic covenant, the promises that were made specifically in 2 Samuel 7, verses 12 through 16. Very important passage. Actually, in the uh, Qumran scrolls, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, we saw that they were, were Jews that were very messi messianically inclined. Uh, they were interested in interpreting the scriptures and uh, they were looking forward to the Messiah. And of course, these uh, scrolls were written um, some around the uh, first century BCE, um, all the way up uh, potentially up to the year uh, uh, 68, when actually the community was destroyed uh, by the Romans, 68 uh, CE. And in Qumran, we actually have a passage uh, from a scroll that came out of the uh, fourth cave, in which they discuss 2 Samuel 7, 12-14, and in that passage, they specifically interpret it, the son of David, as, quote, the branch of David. So there we're seeing that this title, the branch of David, uh, was understood uh, within the Old Testament, within the Hebrew Bible, Jeremiah, Zechariah, and it's also interpreted in extra-Jewish sources in Qumran. We can also move on and look at the Psalms, and we can see that this uh, messianic flavor of David's son David's descendant, would be the anointed Messiah. So looking at a passage uh, like the end of Psalm 18, this is in verse 50, the uh, final verse of the psalm, where it talks about Yahweh who, quote, gives great deliverance to his king and shows covenant faithfulness to his anointed, namely, to David and his seed forever. So we hear Yahweh is giving deliverance to his king, showing covenant faithfulness to the interpretation of that king being his anointed, 
The word for anointed uh, is Mashiach in Hebrew. That's where we get the word Messiah. It's, it's a, uh, a title here for the anointed king. And it's specifically to David and to his seed, Zerah in Hebrew, a singular seed, by the way, David and his seed forever. So the anointed king, the Messiah, the Mashiach, is David's seed, David's descendant. That's very clear. We saw that in 2 Samuel 7. He's going to come forth from him. He's going to be that descendant. Okay? So Psalm 18, verse 50, continues this line of thinking. Now there's another massive psalm uh, that continues uh, this messianic expectation, and that is Psalm 89. We'll probably spend the rest of our time today looking at Psalm 89 before we call it a day. Psalm 89, starting in verse 3, Yahweh speaks, I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn to David, my servant. Verse 4. I will establish your seed forever and build up your throne for all generations. Selah. God here is again reaffirming the covenant that he made with David, his servant, that he would establish David's seed forever. And that throne will be built up. It will be established for all generations. David has promised that there's going to be a descendant from him, a lineal descendant, a human descendant from David, David's seed, and God will establish that seed forever. It should go without saying, by the way, that this seed is someone who is categorically distinct from Yahweh. Yahweh is speaking about someone other than himself. They are distinct persons. No one reading this would ever think that the seed of David is Yahweh himself. That would be very strange and absurd because this seed was to be a human descendant of the King David. Staying in Psalm 89, but moving to verses 26 through 29, we read about this seed of David. He will call to me, quote, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation, end quote. Yes, I will set him as firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. I will keep my covenant faithfulness for him forever. Yes, my covenant will be confirmed to him. So I will establish his seed forever and his throne as the days of heaven. That's Psalm 89, verses 26 through 29, to where this descendant of David, this messianic seed, will actually call God my father, meaning that this seed is going to presumably uh, bear the title of son of God. But God will be the father and this messianic figure, this human messiah, will be the son of God. And within that quote of verse 26, 26b, the Davidic messiah will address God as my God. He actually will, will recognize the father as his own God and the rock of his salvation. God actually says in verse 27 that the messianic figure will be firstborn uh, but this title, firstborn, is described here very clearly. Firstborn meaning the highest of the kings of the earth. This is important because actually um, both the Hebrew phrase for firstborn and the Greek phrase uh, used in the New Testament, uh, prototokos, uh, is actually ambiguous. It could mean firstborn, meaning first in time, meaning the first person to ever be born. Or it could also mean firstborn, meaning first in rank. So it, it's pretty clear here that uh, this Davidic Messiah is not the first person ever born. Obviously, David is older than he is, and other people have been born uh, prior to himself. But we see that actually it's the second definition 
as described in the verse in 27b, the highest of the kings of the earth. So it's interesting to see firstborn within that light that this Davidic Messiah will be the highest ranked king out of all of the kings, out of all the rulers on the earth. That's what he means by firstborn, specifically here in Psalm 89. Uh, it's an open question in other locations, but specifically here, firstborn means first in rank, not first in time. And specifically in 29, he's still called the seed, David's seed, which is David's offspring, David's descendant. He's going to be a lineal descendant of David, meaning he has to be a human being. And lastly in this psalm, Psalm 89, looking at verse 36, we see uh, the same theme that we've seen uh, quite a few times. Verse 36 says, His seed will endure forever, his throne like the sun before me. David's seed, David's human descendant, will endure forever. He will last and live forever. And so there's this massive, massive messianic expectation within the Old Testament, within the Hebrew Bible, that there would be a kingly royal figure, descendant from David, of David's line. He will rule forever. He will have his throne established for generations. He will have a kingdom forever. Specifically, he is given the title, the branch of David. He's going to be a human figure that will be the Messiah. And this is extremely important. All these passages only make sense if we understand that he's going to be a human being that descends from David. In fact, Jeremiah specifically calls him a man, calls him a human being in Jeremiah 33. So I think that's enough for us to uh, look at today. Granted, we didn't even get to all the verses within the Old Testament, within the Hebrew Bible, that describe this messianic figure as the son of David, or that it uh, spells out and elaborates on the son of David theology. We'll actually probably continue to uh, look at that within the next episode. Uh, but for now, uh, my name is Dustin Smith, and this is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening to us. Uh, feel free to check out uh, more of our material at www.biblicalunitarian.com, or you can see a variety of videos on these subjects and other subjects at youtube.com slash biblicalunitarian. I'm Dustin Smith. Thanks for listening. And until next time, take care.